Blog Talk Radio. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear Tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. Y'all ready to bring it? Oh, I'm ready. That would have been y'all. Oh, 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 oh. I'm here. Glad to have you. Still waiting on Miss Lee Reed, unfortunately. I'm here. She has rolled. Is she? Who are we missing? I'm here. How are you there? One, two. Miss Lee's here. Miss Lee is here. Okay. I heard Taz. I hear Miss Lee. I hear me. And I hear Craig. But I only got three numbers up here. How is this possible? Have you caught in through the host line, Lee? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. 
All right. So we've got Taz. Taz is here. Taz said he'll be here in a minute. Oh, okay, okay. That's the one we have three numbers. I thought I heard Taz. Taylor said he was here. I am sorry. So, no, that was Craig. Here we are. Taz probably got to put the baby down. Here we are. It's the 2023 race season. We've had all winter to get it out of us. Of course, uh, just glad to be here tonight. Uh, we got a, a great show planned ahead for us. Uh, some new, some new things, some old things. And uh, we're going to bring on a couple of guests. Well, actually, uh, one of the guests is not going to make it, but we are going to have uh, Jeremy here tonight from Lightning Racing. Um, they are a uh, uh, Facebook page that uh, uh, focuses on uh, racing media. We're going to add that to our resume this year. We're going to get some of these uh People who are in the sport doing the same thing we're doing, we're going to give them a little bit of recognition, a little bit of cross-promotion so that uh, we can elevate each other. I believe that's been a major thing around here. We've elevated this show uh, year after year. Uh, but uh, that's that's the introduction. Um, I think anything more, and I would just be babbling. You guys, uh, y'all ready to get caught up on uh, in case you missed it? Because <laughs> it's been a while since we've been here. A lot of news to cover. We'll go ahead and get well, started on thing, Chris. All righty, all righty. Well, um, of course, if you followed the links, uh, you'll you've probably seen the itinerary that we have uh, shared. Um, and so we're going to start out uh, with our first segment tonight called "In Case You Missed It." Uh, this will be particularly throughout the season where we. You know, we try to catch you up with what happened the last week uh, in racing. And uh, so we have a lot of In Case You Missed It, considering we haven't done a show since November. Um, but we are restricted with time. We don't want to keep people here until 12 o'clock at night. So uh, we did have to limit just a few of these. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get things uh, started off here tonight. Uh Legacy Motorsports is our first topic uh, of discussion. Uh, of course, uh, this was Petty DMS last year, rebranded from Petty Motorsports, uh, Richard Petty Motorsports, RPM. Uh, last year was rebranded to uh, Petty GMS, and this year will be branded, rebranded again to Legacy MC. Motor Club, MC stands for Motor Club, and they have added Jimmy Johnson as a part owner. I'm not sure had this news come out, uh, particularly last year when we had called it a season. I, I, I really I didn't go back and see if uh, this was actually um, announced that Jimmy Johnson would join Petty GMS, uh, but of course the Legacy Motor Club was just uh, announced here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago as the rebranding of Petty GMS. Uh, Craig, do you remember if we covered uh, the Jimmy Johnson to GMS? Uh, negative, Chris. No, we didn't. I yeah, think I we covered it on the page. We shared it on the page, but um, that was it. We didn't know, I didn't do a live video on it. Right. Um, so All Jimmy Johnson for me is during the press, so. Well, and I don't he think the Jimmy Johnson thing 
came out until they made the announcement of the rebranding of Teddy, right. the legacy. So, I mean, here's Jimmy Johnson. He's coming out of retirement. He's got a five-race deal. He's bought into ownership. They've rebranded uh, Petty GMS. Of course, they have Noah Gregson, who we were already excited about at the end of last year that it was coming over. He's got Luke Lambert, uh, his uh, crew chief, that's going to be coming over with him as well. Uh, a successful year that Eric Jones had last year. Of course, at the beginning of the year, you just could not get him out of the top ten until somewhere about 50 laps to go and all hell would break loose and somehow or another a great run would get ruined. But he was able to put his uh, 43 uh, Focus Factor machine into victory lane last season, uh, rebranding that famous Richard Petty name. Uh, You know, now we have an addition of Jimmy Johnson. We have a rebranded company. Guys, what are we expecting uh, this year from Legacy Motorsports, a uh, motor club. I'll start with you, Ms. Lee. I don't know that this is going to make that big of a difference, at least not initially, other than the attention and the money that uh, Johnson can bring. So maybe that will reflect in some better, more consistent equipment. I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, Jimmy Johnson should be bringing in money. Of course, there's some question with Carvana. Uh, they are the sponsor for Jimmy Johnson's five-race deal with uh, Petty GMS, or Legacy MC. Uh, but, uh, Craig Moore, what are your thoughts? Is this going to elevate uh, the former Petty GMS team? Of course, we've watched the struggles of Richard Petty Motorsports from Eric Amarola to Bubba Wallace. Uh, on to uh, Eric Jones, and of course Eric Jones uh, was the first one to put him back in victory lane since Eric Amarola. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think so. I don't. I agree with. I agree with Miss Lee. I don't. I don't think that uh, it's going to make that big of a deal. Not right away. Um, I think it'll be a while. I mean, it may be a half a season before you see anything solid out of them. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's five-race deal, I think it's nice, but I think it's a nostalgia run. There's got to be somebody in that garage more deserving of a ride than having Jimmy Johnson do a nostalgia run. I mean, that's how I look at this this five-race deal he's got. It's only to gather sponsors, as as Ms. Lee said. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, we're forgetting that, that Eric Jones had a really solid season last year in the, the GMS Petty, Petty GMS machine seemed to be running well when it pertained to the 43 car. Now we're talking about a two-car operation with an additional a few races for that third car. Uh, Taz Taylor, welcome aboard, man. Let's get your opinions and thoughts on this Legacy Motor Club and uh, whether or not uh, this is the elevation uh, that uh, this team needs with the addition of Jimmy Johnson. Knowing that you're a big Jimmy Johnson fan, I, I'm sure that you're biting at the bit uh, to talk about this. Subject. Oh, man. When I heard the news Jimmy Johnson was coming back, at least as an owner, I was I was happy enough. Um, in terms of the driver aspect, uh, 
I, I'm glad he's still wanting to race, but I kind of feel like his 2020 season, or when, yeah, I believe it's 2020 season, um, where that was basically kind of hanging up the gloves sort of deal. Um, even though he didn't really hang up the gloves from motorsports entirely, um, I kind of feel like 2020 isn't as special now. Um, but I do believe with him being a part of uh, ownership, I knew at some, I had a feeling at some point he was going into the ownership role. I just didn't expect it would be with Petty. But in terms of maybe him joining the team may help coach uh, the younger drivers better. Um, now that he's not in the full-time driver role, because you have to think of it this way with him at Hendrick and he had the young guys of Byron, Elliot and Bowman who are not only trying to start out their careers, but trying to solidify themselves as uh, race winning and championship threats. Johnson was kind of there to, to teach them, but I feel like Johnson couldn't really teach them because he was still a full-time racer and competing with them. So Johnson's not going to give people the full bag of tricks. I feel like now he'll be a much better coach. Yeah, he's got five races, but he's not racing full-time week in, week out. So I feel like he'll be a better uh, better coach to the younger drivers like Eric Jones and Noah Gregson uh, in that aspect. And, but I don't expect um, full-out swinging out of the gate uh, this team being a threat no matter what. I would like to see performance improve a little bit, but I don't see an impact right away. Yeah, I, I really do. I feel like this is very impactful. I think that this elevates them from an ounce, uh, a top of, Top tier three type team, definitely to a uh, a, a dual threat uh, every weekend. Looking at the success that Trackhouse had, I, I'm just not going uh, to discredit um, money that's coming into an organization. Right now, money is the biggest thing. It's the biggest factor uh, coming into these race teams. And I, and I really feel like Jimmy Johnson uh, it will bring that type of – uh, money to the table and marketing value as well. I mean, when you say you have Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time champion, part of your – I mean, if Richard Petty sold that for how many years, right? And, uh, um, you know, a little over 60 years, that's been the selling point for Richard Petty, is, uh, his wins and champion. Well, of course, not 60 years, but, uh, but of course, in our lifetime, uh, Richard Petty's always been considered the king based off this seven championships. So, I mean, there's marketing value there. Uh, Gallagher has been in this racing business for a while now. Um, I, I kind of feel bad that Richard Petty has been taken out of the sport, so to speak, by his name. Uh, but I feel like uh, even with Legacy MC, they will continue to uh, spotlight uh, Richard Petty. Being, you know, Of course, they're, they're running the 43, they're running the 42, I believe uh, Jimmy Johnson is running the 84. Not so sold on that number. Um, but uh, uh, I digress. Any last thoughts here? Uh, now that, uh, Miss Lee, you've heard Craig, my thoughts. And, and it, do you have any last thoughts before 
we move on. Uh, we'll go through the table. Miss Lee, do you have any last thoughts? No, I think we're pretty much all on the same page, and we're all just going to kind of wait and see what happens. Okay. All right. Anybody else have anything before we move on? No, I'm good. Am I? It's back. Okay, had to get that out. <laughs> I was yeah. one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. And I know we're going to touch on this. Johnson wins the Daytona 500. Does he run a full season? Just right now. No. Yes. I believe I'm with you, Craig. But what were you going to say, Craig? Listen, I don't know what Taz is more excited about. Um, the new oh, SRX okay. schedule that we're going to talk about later or Jimmy Johnson coming back? <laughs> Jimmy Johnson is back. But, again, uh, I'm, on my, I'm on my opinion about him racing this year. I've said what I said. And I'm not sure we know exactly what five races they are, but it'll help segue us to this next topic, considering Jimmy Johnson has just left the IndyCar Series after a two-year bit there and where he attempted the Indianapolis 500 last season. Could it be in the mix for Jimmy Johnson to do it again this season? That's left up in the air and left the question, but it helps us segue to our very next topic which is Kyle Larson to attempt the Memorial Weekend Double. I uh, hope that was quite a few years. Do I know? That was 2024 he's going to attempt that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I didn't think it was this year, but I could be wrong. Okay, well, it's still been announced, so we can talk about right. it. Right. How significant is this crossover, Kyle Larson, to be able to go run the Indianapolis 500, especially when we're on the heels of a four-time, five-time, four-time Indy 500 winner who also has now won back-to-back Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona races, was snubbed for a Daytona 500 ride this year. I just have to throw that about Helio Castroneves in there. I know it's not on our books to talk about that topic, but but let's let's stay focused. Kyle Larson, he's going to do the double in 2024. What significance is that to the sport? And is that, I mean, what are your thoughts? We'll start with you, Taz. Uh, I think it may draw attention and viewership. I just don't know if he'll be swinging out of the gate competitive, depending on the equipment by that time. Um, I would like to see him qualify for the 500. I do think he will be pretty exhausted, being that he's going to have a 500-mile race and a 600-mile race. But uh, he's going to be one exhausted dude. I I agree. And and, and look, I'm – I'm not so sold on the fact that I that Penske doesn't move this race to Memorial Day week to Memorial Day, and all of a sudden it's not as significant as what it was in the past when we yeah. seen John Andretti and Tony Stewart uh, pull this pull this double. So, I mean, I've heard whispers and rumors that there is a return possibly to the Indianapolis 500 back to Memorial Day day and not on the Sunday, the same day as the Coca-Cola 600. So that's all up in the air right now. But now the significance of the sport and the crossover, I believe, is really the focus of topic here. Craig, let's zone in on that. Who is it more significant for? Is it more significant for IndyCar? 
the more significant for Kyle Larson, the brand, or is it significant for NASCAR to have these guys go over and cross over into another sport? We've seen Kurt Busch run successful uh, in the Indy 500. We know that guys like Paul Menard and Robbie Gordon and Tony Stewart, these guys have raced the Indianapolis 500. Um, you know, how significant is it for the branding side for this to happen? Who Who is it going to benefit the most? I think it benefits IndyCar more than it benefits NASCAR. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah, because if you look at it, and I'm looking at it from a branding standpoint, if I go, mm-hmm. if I go race IndyCar from NASCAR, it brings NASCAR fans to IndyCar. Just like when when Tony Stewart came over from IndyCar, mm-hmm. it brought people over to the sport. I think NASCAR. I think when you allow drivers to do that. And these guys are in, I mean, they don't release the contract numbers, but you're putting your driver, you're allowing your driver to put him at risk running another series. And, I mean, I know they do that on the dirt tracks, but another high-profile series, I think it takes away, and it diminishes, in my eyes, it diminishes their abilities in the series that they really run it. Because you're running a double. So now you're in Indy. You're, you get done with the 500. You're flying, to, you're flying to Charlotte. So you've lost an hour of jet lag there. Now you're getting in a car. You have to go to the back of the field. You have to race your way up. So you're really you're, you're starting at a disadvantage. I just, for me, I don't think it's worth it marketing-wise. I think it's a mistake all the way around. And I, I think that, you know, I hate to say I think NASCAR should put the kibosh to it, but well, I think that's what they should do. That's that's my opinion. Well, and, and let's let's stop there real quick because Kyle Larson did this exact very thing with dirt track racing, right? In the in the lieu of the suspension for uh, saying a lewd word. Okay, so he got suspended. NASCAR kicks him out. He runs over to dirt track, lights it on fire. All kinds of fans went from, you know, NASCAR, they're jumping over to the dirt side, they're buying slow racing, they're watching Kyle Larson kick ass. It is very interesting that you picked up on that, that it would actually benefit Indy more. And then you sold me, Craig Moore, you sold me on your thoughts, because then you said it's going to affect Kyle Larson's ability to drive in the race that matters, which is the Coca-Cola 600. Think about all the effort that he has to put into to race the Indy 500 and then still has to race the Coca-Cola 600. Indy, look, NASCAR cut out all the practice, and NASCAR cut out all the, all the fun stuff. IndyCar, man, it is, you know, three weeks before the, the Indianapolis 500. We're, right. They're going in, I mean, you know, it's, it's speed weeks all over again, right? They have a... Uh, they have a special uh, terminology for it. I can't think of it right now. I can think of the gasoline alley, and that's not it. So, uh, um, But uh, we'll we'll move this thought over uh, to Ms. Lee. Ms. Lee, as I brought it to Craig, this is a branding thing. I figured it would help Kyle Larson's brand out a lot. Craig kind of threw me off with the with the Indy 500 and the Indy, uh, Indy Racing League kind of being the one that benefits here. What are your thoughts, Ms. Lee? I do agree 
to some extent with what uh, Craig had to say about how it affects the driver. I, I agree with that. I understand that 100%. I posit that it benefits NASCAR more than it benefits IndyCar. I don't know if you guys have ever been to an Indy race, but Indy race fans are very, very different from NASCAR fans. Very different. Explain. Well, from what I understand, they're um, kind of elitist. (laughs) Right. Uptight's a good word. Elitist was what I was thinking. Snobby is actually what I was going for, but I was trying to be nice. (laughs) But, you know, they, I don't see, I see more NASCAR fans watching Indy than I do IndyCar fans watching NASCAR. Very good point. Very good point. So their schedule, I, 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 just, I just looked, their schedule is 22 races. Yeah. So they don't even yeah, race many races as the truckers. Right. Right, right. And and I believe somewhere or another they run right around the same amount of races as Formula One. And one thing about open wheel racing, I think a lot of people don't understand, that is kart racing. That is kart uh, You know, and, and I'm not talking about kart, the former – uh, 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 racing league. I'm so, I'm talking about when these kids are three, four, five years old, they get into go-kart racing and they go racing around the world, which creates basically a different group of people. And also, you know, Indian, the true Indianapolis fan, right, they will never let go that they are the they are the makers of motorsports, right? They are the – They, I mean, you, you count how many years this Indianapolis 500, you know, they, they built Daytona – 60 years later, okay? So uh, the fans of Indy car racing have a slight a bit of a little bit more history uh, in, in motorsports. Uh, so mm-hmm. there is a different, uh, a different fan type. Uh, as I said before, um, you know, these kids are they're, they're, they're go-kart racers. They, they go up. And a lot of them race overseas. Uh, you, you'll notice that uh, a lot of IndyCar drivers are not of American descent. Uh, I would say more than half the field. I mean, really, probably even more than that are actually drivers from overseas. Uh, right. Some say the IndyCar is the reject of the Formula One. Uh, they don't allow an IndyCar driver just to jump over to Formula One. So in, in the world of racing, Indy, is still a notch below Formula One, and we know how expensive those F1 tickets are. So, obviously, that's the top of the food chain in the motorsports world. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll send this topic over to, I believe it's Taz's turn, right? Is it Taz? Or is it Craig? Is it Craig? It's Craig's turn. No, it be Taz. Craig, I'm sorry. It is Taz, damn it. <laughs> well, there's the first quarter in the jar. <laughs> Taz. All right, where am I getting my end of the deal on this? Branding side of it is where this question started. Who's who? Who's more beneficial to the brand? Is it Kyle Larson? Is it NASCAR? Is it IndyCar? I think we've kind of covered both ends of that. Maybe you want to touch up on that and add something else to, to this topic before we move on. Um, in terms of the branding, I 
I'm on the side where Kyle Larson essentially is bringing in viewership um, in terms of not only NASCAR, but the dirt side to the Indy 500. The question is going to be, will the Indy car people pay attention, pay attention to anything outside of that after the Indy 500? Um, maybe. I'll leave it at that. But I, but this is only going to help Kyle Larson, the brand, because um, not only will it, will it expand his driving um, capabilities and his resume, but I think this could help maybe um, this could maybe help sponsorship dollars in a sense for Kyle Larson. Uh, maybe right. the if there's IndyCar sponsors that have been sticking with IndyCar and maybe wanting to branch out, they could fi- follow Kyle Larson and go wherever he is. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it on our Kyle Larson topic. Unless anybody else has anything to add to that? Nope. All right. Kevin Harvick, last ride. There are rumors that there is a certain team out there that is willing to give Kevin Harvick a whole lot of money to come and help run their organization. Now, this was Jordan Benaki on with Daniel Trotta this morning on Sirius XM. Now, I'm not able to expand any further on what I just told you guys because I'm just repeating what I heard. We can speculate on who and what team that might be, but we'll kind of save that for this topic of discussion, and we'll have to roll kind of through this one and the next one as we're uh, time restrained. But uh, Kevin Harvick, last ride. You know, significance of it, right? Uh, will he win? Uh, there's there's a couple of ways to go here. Um, let's start with you, Craig. Kevin Harvick, last ride, what are your thoughts? I think it's time. Um, and it's kind of scary because, you know, he started his career in 2001 or 2000. Uh, 2001, after the after the tragic loss of Dale Earnhardt, but he's been at this 22 years. He's got a lot of other things on the table. His son is racing now. He wants to focus on that. Um, I hate to see him go because it's the last. It's almost the last of the Mohegans from, you know, the early 2000s. But you grew up in my era, my friend. Yeah, it's time to it. it I hate to say it's a young guy's sport now or a young lady sport now, but it is. Uh, he's got – and he's well set. He, Him and Delana made sure that they they did well with their money, and now they're focusing it on – he wants to focus on family time, which is, which is you know, pretty admirable. He's not, he's not sticking around until he's not competitive anymore. I think he's – I think this year you'll see a new fire in Kevin Harvick just to try to go out on top. Um, yeah, yeah. A happier Harvick, right? Maybe. Maybe a happier, a happier happy Harvick. <laughs> I just hope, and I said this, and I said this in our thread uh, yesterday or whatever you had shared that. I said, I just hope they, SHR doesn't do to him what DEI did to Junior. Um, you know, I hope that they respect him because he's the elder member of the stable and they treat him with respect. Uh, 
and he's not pissed on like Junior was at DEI. I guess I'll put a quarter in the jar. <laughs> All right. Let's make this our power thoughts. Uh, Taz Taylor, Kevin Harvick, last ride. What is your power thought? I, I'm i on the same boat as Craig. I hope they don't uh, – SHR doesn't treat Harvick uh, how Dale was treated at DEI. I I do have an opinion. I do think that the SHR will give Harvick um, the send-off he rightfully deserves. Um, I do believe Harvick will be coming swinging to at least win a, win a race and hopefully win a championship in his send-off season. And who who knows where he will go from here. We are sure that he's going to be helping Keelan out, and it's looking like Keelan will be looking at uh, go-karting slash Formula One type racing. So maybe we'll see Kevin Harvick swim a little bit of uh, – a bit of his racing roots in there. All right. Miss Lee, power thought. Kevin Harvick, last rod. What is it that comes to mind? Power thought is that I hope he has a more successful uh, closing season than J.J. did. And I um, also echo that I hope SHR doesn't screw him either. As we close out on this, my my thought is Kevin Harvick has a very successful marketing firm. Kevin Harvick will be successful outside of his driving career. I am very, very interested in what team that is that wants to bring Harvick on because they they would tap into a single source that Harvick's firm, their job is to represent drivers and go find sponsorships. Now, if you had one person running your freaking company, in this day and age of NASCAR, that's the one guy that you want to be friends with. That's the one guy you want heading up uh, your talent pool, uh, Mr. Kevin Harvick, and because, I mean, he's he's already in that business. All right, so that's our power thoughts for uh, Kevin Harvick's last ride. Let's get to our last one uh, of our uh, In Case You Missed It era, NASCAR Test. They test. Uh, they, they they did some testing over the winter. They tested some mufflers. They tested uh, some new parts. They're gonna. They've uh, got Toyota's got a new nose submitted. Uh, there was some rule changes that uh, come out today. Uh, I believe I shared some of those rule changes real quick. Uh, let's 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 bring those to the table real quick, and then we'll make our quick thoughts on how those are. Uh, crew chief will no longer be suspended for loose wheels. If a loose wheel happens on the track, a two-lap penalty will be assessed, and two crew members will be suspended for two races. On pit road, the penalty is either restarting at the rear, caution, or a pass-through penalty if it's green. NASCAR rule changes today also. No longer will you have to finish in the top 30 or the top 20 next minute of your trucks in points to be playoff eligible. Here's the Jimmy Johnson rule. It's literally win and you're in as long as you run all the races. The choose cone will be in effect for super speedways and dirt races. And last but not least, and I know that this is probably going to be where most of you talk, NASCAR has uh, outlawed the Hail Melon. Thoughts? Let's jump right in there, Lee. I got my t-shirt. 
I got my Hail, Mel- <laughs> Hail Mary or Hail Melon uh, T-shirt. So you know where I stand on that one. Um, as far as the other rule changes, I, you know what? I, I like the loose wheel change. I think it should be the tire changers who, who should be held responsible, not necessarily the crew chief. So I'm good with that one. Um, other than that, I really don't have a whole lot to comment. All right. Pat Taylor. Uh, in terms of the hail melon rule, I knew they were <laughs> going to come up with something. I knew they were as much as we loved it, and it was actually the number one play on Sports Center for the week, on uh, Sports Center <laughs> Top Ten. But uh, they, I knew something was going to happen with this. Um, I'm not surprised that they're going with a a timed penalty. Um, feel like they're throwing a video game type penalty treatment. I guess you could say, um, or maybe like a road course type of penalty to it, like while you uh, skip part of the course or whatever, uh, you get like a time penalty, that sort of deal. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. I'm I'm kind of wishy-washy, I guess you could say, on that. Um, I'm glad to see some tire- things haven't changed. I'm What's that, Craig? I'm glad to see some things haven't changed with you. You're still wishy-washy, and I love you for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 2023, though. <laughs> hey, sometimes things don't change from year to year. Anyway, <laughs> with with the tire change deal, like Miss Lee said, I'm on board with not penalizing the crew chief. You need to penalize the actual crew. It's their responsibility Yes, the crew chief um, has responsibility to watch over them, but he's not the one putting on the tire, putting the tires on the car. It's the tire changers that are responsible for it. So it should be them getting penalized instead of the crew chief. All right. Uh, Craig, let's end it. You knew, you knew it was only – you knew that new rule was going to come down about Chastain. I mean, you knew it. Um, I was surprised they didn't treat and try it in the last race of the season because they hadn't said anything about a new rule. But you knew it was happening. As far as the uh, Xfinity rule, yeah, I don't actually like this. I don't like this winning your end thing. I think you need to earn it. Um, I mean, you earn it with a win, but sometimes it's pure luck. Uh, it's where you it's you know rain comes out. I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it for NASCAR. Um, as far as the choose rule, it, it should be in effect and it will be for all races. And I think that uh, I believe it will now be in effect for all races. And I think that's great. Choose the lane you want to be in and get there. <laughs> Um, I am very sorry about the dog barking in the background. We're having a great show, and of course, I don't know where my dog has to start barking. So, sorry about that, guys. Uh, final thoughts, there, Craig. I just, I think that it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, like I said, 
far as the Chastain rule, you knew it was coming. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody knew that was coming. It'll so, never happen again. We've seen it once. No, it'll never away with it. Yeah, it's too risky, man. It, it's too risky, and so it's really it's a law. It's a rule to protect ourselves now, whether or not and where the gray area is in this rule, and whether or not this rule could somehow come back and and pivotally change the outcome of a race uh, is yet to see, because now if you get slammed into the wall at Daytona inches before uh, the uh, the finish start-finish line, he used to say NASCAR doesn't have this rule implemented that he can't ride the wall across the start-finish line. Where does this rule right. – pertain to being an effect at and so every time you create a rule you create a problem uh, because somebody will find some way to bend that rule or there will be an outcome i mean you know like anytime you go out onto a racetrack i know any of y'all you can point at a a place and say a car never hit that and i'd be darned at some point in time a car is going to find its way to hit that area it's just it's just that way and that's the way it's going to be uh, with this rule, there's going to come up a chance where this is something that we, you know, we weren't expecting, and the NASCAR is going to have to explain when and how this rule will be policed. So uh, that's uh, that is for man for our first segment of the year, guys. Y'all, that is awesome. It, it took us 30 minutes. Like uh, we had a, l- a little bit longer introduction, uh, so we're right on time. Great job, guys. I love how we kind of uh, push through. Uh, the third and fourth topic, I want to kind of keep that. If you'll remember the notes that I sent y'all, uh, you know, we wanted to keep those topics a little bit shorter because, what's you know, there's always the headline. There's always the top topic, and I believe that was going to be legacy motorsports. So uh, if somebody got a sponsor list, this would be a great time for a sponsor shout-out before we go to the tweet of the week. And I think that you guys will find this tweet of the week to be pretty hilarious. Uh, because it is something that we actually discussed here just a few minutes ago. Uh, sponsors, sponsors, last I knew, if they haven't changed from last year, is a uh, shout-out to our sponsors, Phoenix Fitness, uh, Bears Bullish Market Talk Group. I've probably been horribly saying their name for God knows how long I've been saying their name now, but maybe one day I'll get it right. Anyways, and Carolina Sports Plus. Those are the only sponsors that I know of, unless uh, more to music, there's kind of flag, more racing productions, and of course uh, TNT uh, designs, right? Yes, sir. All right. Tweet of the week. Y'all are gonna love it. Y'all are gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And if anybody can get a stat of the week, I, I was hard pressed on getting a stat, uh, being that we're not actually racing yet. Um, so if somebody can bring something to the table there, that, that'll be coming up here in the next hour. Uh, the tweet of the week is by Jordan Benaki. This is our where, you know, we find a cool tweet. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's offensive. Maybe it's even vulgar. Maybe it's just uh, great news. And I thought that this really qualified as a tweet of the week, considering we have had so many discussions about road courses and stage racing. NASCAR is eliminating uh, – Jordan Bonacci tweeted out, NASCAR is eliminating stage breaks for Cup Series races on road courses in 2023. And the whole world stood up and said, that's that what? Uh, Race Chat Live, tweet of the week. Any, any hoorahs? 
I was expecting like, yay! Oh yeah, Next, I, I thought you were gonna tell us. I thought you were Amen. Tell us the world reaction. <laughs> I just would I'm like a, a little. I would just like a little further explanation, yeah. though, of how they're still going to award staged points. What they're going to say, okay, at lap twelve, this is where we give stage one points. <laughs> You know, whatever. Um, it kind of, if you're not going to have the stage breaks, how how are you still awarding stage points? I would, That's, I would think, um, I would think that they are going to award stage point. They're going to essentially they're still going to break down the race into uh, three stages. They would just basically say the completion of lap 12 the top 10 crossing the line that's your stage point uh drivers um and then same thing with stage two when you say lap completion of lap 25 um stage top 10 of uh basically essentially what i'm seeing if I'm understanding this right, is that they're still going to break into three stages um, instead of getting that yellow um, to end the stage. They're just going to keep it green and they're going to keep track of the top 10 that cross the line, essentially, if that's what I'm understanding. So if we're getting rid of it at road courses, why don't we get rid of it everywhere? That's on Facebook. They're not getting rid of it entirely. They're just, they're just stopping. They're, we're not going to stop the races anymore. So we'll be able to basically see some fuel mileage races. I'm not sure if I really like this. And I, it, it, several road courses over the years, over this past year, have been stretched out. The only thing that bunched them back together was cautions d- d- during these stages. Uh, so I'm not really sure. Um, I think that they're trying to open up the effect of, you know, putting people on different strategies and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely – we can cover this topic a lot more in full uh, next week. If y'all, if you guys want to, we'll make that a top headline. Yeah, we can yeah, do cause, that. Yeah, because okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a top one because I have good feelings and bad feelings about this whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I could have mentioned this, I guess, in our NASCAR test and and real uh, real release, of course. Uh, that just happened today on the announcements of the rules. So we will uh, try to make that uh, a top priority topic for uh, next week. Now we're moving into our power ranking sections. Real quick, guys, every fifth Tuesday, every fifth Tuesday, I promise you there's only like four of them or five of them. Every fifth Tuesday of the month, we will be doing our power ranking segments. We had a really hard time last year keeping up with the power rankings and when we should do them and when we shouldn't do them. I come up with this crazy idea over the winter time. The fifth Tuesday, let's start out. Let's do power rankings every fifth Tuesday. Uh, this will replace the, you know certain segments that we would do generally have this time. But we also have a special guest here tonight. We're going to be able to bring him on. Uh, he's going to join us for our power ranking se- uh, session, and we're going to kind of integrate how we've done interviews in the past. Most of the time, we just bring somebody on, we'd interview them, we'd say, you know, thank you for being on the show, blah 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 blah. Uh, and then we try to get some questions and stuff out of them. But this year, I really kind of want to focus on the people who are in the business and do what we do because they kind of understand what we do and how we do it. And when you can integrate them in 
uh, to your shows and stuff, it's great for cross-pollination, right? Uh, you know, uh, cross-branding, uh, getting people involved, letting them know that, hey, we're out here, we're struggling to try to get listeners and viewers, but we're not being in competition with you. As a matter of fact, we welcome you because we welcome and we understand the hard dedication that it takes week in, week out. I, I've got somebody that's standing here with me in this in this in this uh, uh, radio room, and her name is Miss Lee Reed, and she's been here longer than I have. And I think this year I'm probably I've been with One Ten Nation eight years. So Lee, I know you've been around. You've dedicated ten years of your life or better uh, to to this podcast thing, to this, this, this dream uh, from our fearless leader, Mr. CJ Sports. Um, so, you know, if anybody, hey, we, we understand. What a great moment to bring on and welcome uh, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm Tell doing good. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, 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 you, what, you, what you got your hands in. Okay, so I started watching racing, I would say, about 1995. It was before my brother was born. And 2015, I started, like, Pit Stop Fan Network. And then eventually in 2021, that's what evolved into the podcast, which is Lightning Racing. And you've got quite a few uh, followers, right? Uh, over 1,500 followers? We're and you're approaching, and- we're, I think, 1,929 and I'm hoping oh, we can get to like two thousand before before the Daytona five hundred. Cool, cool. And so you've been doing a podcast a couple of years. Generally, what do you cover in your podcast, Jeremy? Mostly it's just NASCAR, but we're trying to like branch into other stuff like IMSA, IndyCar. I mean, I don't watch much IndyCar, but I've been trying to follow on different sports in general, racing. All right. Well, welcome to Race Chat Live, Jeremy. And we're going to play a little thing called Power Rankings uh, here tonight. Of course, I have switched this thing up a little bit, and we've done them into tiers. Uh, We have Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. And the reason why we've branched these, uh, these off into different tiers is because I feel like there's still those that are just showing up to the racetrack, right? There's still those teams that are just, you know, they're, they're, they're going to right. put together the best runs that they can. Some racetracks, they, they may be a little bit better, but for the most part, these cars are not going to be competitive throughout the season. In our second tier, you have multiple competitive teams that maybe will squeeze in one or two wins. They could have a branch out year. It wasn't too long ago a team like SHR was winning nine races, ten races, 11 races in a season. Now they've kind of fallen back to that second tier. We watched RCR, who's been borderline third tier for years, right? Last year, Tyler Reddick brought him up to the top, right? We watched Trackhouse. The year before with Daniel Suarez was um, a middle branch team. People will argue you right now, Trackhouse Racing is a tier one race team. So we're going to bring up uh, some of these race teams. We're going to try to kind of figure out where they stand. And uh, I guess uh, we'll we'll start it out. Um, let's do uh, let's do tier three. All right. So tier three, okay. we have a list of guys. Um, well, where is that list? That hold up. 
Maybe I didn't go far enough. Okay, wait a minute. And guys, don't let me forget that uh, we do have uh, we do have to put uh, JTG in this. So JT, highly questionable is tier three. Front row, Daytona win. Colleague racing, live fast. Rick Ware racing, RFK, Spire, Wood Brothers. These guys are in that tier three. It's highly okay. questionable whether or not what kind of season they're going to have this year. Front Row Motorsports, let's start with them. They, they're, they're a team that has won the Daytona 500. In your eyes, right. where, where does Front Row sit? Are they, are they a highly questionable team? Are they uh, proven winners uh, or most likely to win? What category would you basically put Front Row in? Um, kind of hard to say because, I mean, Michael McDowell last year, he had a breakout season. I mean, he was running up in the top 15, top 10. I don't – Todd Gilliland, I mean, he could have a great season, but the problem with front row motorsports is they go through crew chiefs like a salary gap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they lost uh, – well, they lost, uh, I think, Blake Harris to Hendrick, but they just – they go through crew chiefs like I don't even know what to say. I mean, yeah, they Michael McDowell could still have a to be honest, Michael McDowell is probably one of the most underrated drivers in NASCAR today. Right. And Todd so, Gillian, he's a he was a really good uh, restrictor, right? His dad was a great restrictor yeah, plate racer. We've uh we've seen some uh Bits of promise by Ty Gilliam when he was in uh, uh, the Toyota camp over there at Kyle Busch Racing, uh, and then last year as well uh, with his uh, debut in the Cup Series. Yeah, he was. He he won. I think he won a truck race at Coda or something. Right. So yeah, I mean, both of them could potentially sneak in and steal a win at a like a restrictor plate. Michael McDowell cut it a road course. Heck, even the Chicago street course. So, I think, so, so it is. So I think they, I mean, they're borderline tier three, but I think if they could get the right resources, they could easily be a tier two team. A very good way to put that. Very good way. Uh, Taz Taylor, Front Road Motorsports. Are they tier one, tier two, or tier three? Um, I have, um, in my rankings, so I kind of put four teams in tier one, four teams in tier two, and everybody else in tier three. Um, I have front row as a tier three, as a top three tier three team. I know a lot of threes to throw in there, but, um, right. I have two teams that over... Um, overpower them. Uh, one was the whole Michael McDowell thing. Um, he, he's won a couple races in his career, including the Daytona 500 um, recently. But the guy has seen success not only in super speedways, but in road courses as well. Um, I'm hoping Todd Gilliland can help elevate uh, the team. Um, if not, I'm kind of seeing Zane Smith knocking on the door uh, soon, if not uh, maybe within a year or so. 
Okay. All right, Craig Moore, do you believe uh, Front Row Motorsports should hold that top rank in Tier 3? Yeah, I'm waiting to see if they've got anything to offer to, to boost them up into a top-tier team. I don't see it yet, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens as the season progresses. All right, so let's jump over to the next Ford team. Miss Lee, uh, she said she wants to set this one out. Um, let's do uh, let's do RFK. Let's jump over to RFK. Okay. They showed bits and pieces of the promise last year. Of course, they did get a win with Chris Busher. Um, you know, I don't know if I would have come into last year feeling like they were most likely going to win. Uh, I do have to give them a benefit of the doubt this year that they did win last year, and the organization is probably stronger being into their second season with Keselowski and the changes that he's been able to bring to the organization. BK Racing I have as the second uh, in my in my third tier. Um, Jeremy, where where would you place uh, RFK right now? Um. I would say probably a top, one of the top tier three teams. I mean, Rouse Racing hasn't been relevant for at least a decade after Carl Edwards left. So last year was basically a learning curve and them getting them together. I mean, Brad Keselowski is a good driver, both him and Chris Busser could sneak into the playoffs. Right. Okay. So, right. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, RFK. Look, Brad Keselowski is a former Cup champion, right? We don't want to. We don't want to short these guys. Do they need a little bit more time to make it to a second tier? I believe so. Are they? Are they the top spot in top tier three? I wouldn't say so. I think that uh, front row has proven. Their, their wins over the years uh, to be uh, at that top uh, of the food chain. Of course, we have uh, um, another team that's going to be uh, in that top section as well. Uh, but, uh, Craig, what, is, what are your thoughts real quick on RFK? Are they, are they most likely to win or are they highly questionable? I think they're most likely to win. I think Brad will get them their next win. But I think Brad is in the downshift of his career, so I think this year they're positioning themselves to pick up the next available driver. Um, so I think that they'll get at least one, one or two wins this year. That'll elevate them up into the upper echelon of the top tier, maybe the top one or two teams. But it's going to be a couple years before they get up into the lights, back to where Roush Fenway is, or Roush Kozlowski racing is relevant again. At least that's what I think. It was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Roush, Roush racing was very relevant. They were a top-tier team. It is unfortunate that we find themselves, find this team, Roush Fenway racing with Kozlowski, uh, in that spot as, as a third-tier team, really second third tier team. Um, <clears throat> Pat Taylor, your, your prediction of RFK? Most likely? RFK. Highly questionable. RFK, I have them as, uh, in my ranking, uh, number two 
in the tier three category. Uh, they have the capabilities to move into tier two, I believe. I just think that with the struggles they had last year, um, it's kind of where they are making me put them there. Yeah, they had a bright spotlight at the end of the season last year, but can that carry over to this year? Has Brad figured out how to balance being owner and a driver um, at the same time? Can they keep pushing Chris Busher um, and elevate, elevate him to be a top-name driver? That's right. where the questions I'm remaining at. So I have them as a top three uh, team in the tier three category. Well, and you know, elevating is the proper word there because I believe Fred Keselowski's already made it very clear that he is more he is more interested in making Chris Busher a winner at RFK than he is his own career. So whatever whatever Brad Keselowski is bringing to the table, he is focused on making Chris Busher the future at RFK Racing, not necessarily his own career. Okay, so colleague racing, like they're bringing A.J. Allmendinger to the table, and we know the dinger. We know the stinker, right? You bring him to the road course, then you might as well write him the check, right? I mean, colleague racing, highly, highly likely, more or less highly questionable. Where is he? Most likely or highly questionable, what tier is colleague racing at, or are they the biggest question mark coming into the 2023 race season? We'll start with you, Jeremy. Well, I mean, AJ Allman did her kind of had a career resurgence when he went to the Xfinity series. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. But um, that basically. Honestly, this year, I think Colleague could be the track house of last year. And, Whoa. I mean, A.J. Allmendinger, he's going to be in contention for probably road course races. He's really good at the mile-and-a-half tracks. Justin Haley is a really good restrictor plate racer. So, probably, I'd say both Colleague teams probably make it their way into the playoffs. Justin Haley and A.J. Allmendinger. So a deep run? I mean, so that, I mean, you, I you're, all, you're, yeah. you are on the borderline of most likely, or, or right, uh, most likely, but you are almost on the borderline of tier one, right? Yeah, I think they could, they really could step it up this year because, they showed flashes of brilliance last year with A.J. Allmendinger. Plus, A.J. Allmendinger has won a couple races for them driving part-time in the Cup Series. So that could really right. elevate the team having his leadership. All right. Haley, I'm still uh, I'm with Taz here uh, in the group chat. Taz, I'm with you. I'm very questionable about Haley. Of course, he's a great uh, restrictor play or super speedway racer, I should add. Uh, but AJ is too, so that could be that could be a powerhouse. Like we've seen, we've seen Ross Chastain lead the train with Trackhouse. Of course, Daniel Suarez followed his suit. Uh, we could see this very well thing work out as well with Colleague Racing. Don't laugh, 
because Collie Grayson could very well. Look, Chris Rice, he's, he's determined to win. And so, um, exactly. Craig, Craig, where, where, where do you stand? I think Collie Grayson is, is a threat. Um, I'm excited to see how quick they'll get on, get in the win column. Uh, uh, it would be surprising if they were able to pull it off in a couple of weeks over in Day, up, up in Daytona. Um, but I think they're a, I think they're a viable threat. I, I'm, I'm completely against all that. I believe they're tier three. I believe that you may have a couple of wins, a fluke win. They, you know, they're going to run well. At a restrictor plate race, they're going to run well at a road course. Outside of that, you're going to see they're a top 20 at best team. Uh, so, I, I, you know, we, we've seen this with with uh, RFK, right? They're still in the Tier 3. They won last year. They're still a Tier 3. Wood Brothers has won in the past. They're still a Tier 3. Um, so, uh, but, I mean, don't, don't, don't go, you know, look. Bad news. Don't shoot, don't shoot me. Polly could very well be the track house of this year. I was not on board last year for track house, so my opinion is what it is. It's just an opinion. All right, Jerry. Man, we are leading the we are leading the road here. Uh we've got some other teams real quick. JTG, Wood Brothers, Spire, Live Fast, and Rick Ware Race. And I think we pretty much know where those guys stand. If you were to pick one out of those one, two, three, four, five teams, Rick Ware, Lift, Fast, Spire, Wood Brothers, and JTG, out of those five, which team do you find will find the most success? Um, I mean, to be honest, maybe Live Fast. I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, you have JTE Jawtree who – barely even makes in top 30 and they have Ricky Stenhouse Jr. who is probably underrated and has never really been in top tier equipment. I mean, he was with Roush when they were struggling, so he's never really gotten the chance to prove what he can do. But I don't know because Rick Ware Racing, I mean... They're not really the best team to drive for. <laughs> They've been the part of a lot of jokes. Uh, yeah, they have, including mm-hmm. when uh, the 20-year anniversary of uh, Dale Earnhardt with Derek Koch crashed on lap three. So, yeah, they've <laughs> been – yeah, they've been the butt of a lot of jokes <laughs> in NASCAR. Although – You've got Wood Brothers. You've got, you've got Harrison Burton. You've got uh, Ricky Stenhouse over at JTG. Rick Ware's going to have Josh Balicki and some drivers in and out. Aspire. They have okay. Corey LaJoy, who almost won Atlanta. Out of these five teams, yeah. who do you feel is going to find the most success? Actually, I'm going to say Spire Motorsports. Wow. I think... New sponsor? I think... Celsius. Yeah, because... I think Corey LaJoy is close to winning in the Cup Series. I mean, he's shown he can race. He can. I mean, he was leading at Atlanta before before he kind of took himself out. But I, 
I don't I think Ty Dillon he could possibly maybe get a top twenty, top ten, just team once in a while. I think Spire is probably gonna be the next team that you see with a lot of growth. Wow, very good. So we're forgetting Wood Brothers is just a branch of Penske. Harrison Burton, come on, guys. He's an Xfinity winner. We've got to make it five. Um, these five. We've got uh, JTG, Wood Brothers, Spire, Lift, Fast, Rick Ware. Who will be the most successful out of this tier? Oh, gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably say JTG because I mean, Ricky Stenhouse, he can win. And he's shown, he runs great at Bristol. He ran, he's good on the restrictor plates. And if I'm not correctly, I think they use ECR engines, GTG. Mm-hmm. Or they use Hendrick. But um, if I, I just, I don't know. I don't see Harrison Burton improving much than last year. Maybe near the end of the season. He might start improving somewhat, but I just don't see it. I mean, I know he can do he can do pretty good, but right, right, Rick, he's a bit improving. I just don't he's see got it. Three or four cup wins already. All right, all right. So Spire, Spire is Jeremy's pick to be the most improved and uh, to sit in that four spot, I believe, in our tier three section. Taz Taylor. You've got JTG, you got Wood Brothers, Spire, Live Fast, Rick Ware. Who will be the most successful? Go. Um, I'm going to hit on a comment quick before I say that. But Miss Lee mentioned Rick Ware Racing is spread way too far in so many series that they can't take anyone too seriously or financially support it. She's not wrong. Rick Ware in 2021 ran two cars in the Pinty Series on top of everything else they're doing. They had two drivers, uh, one finished second in the points, and the other one was, like, seventh or eighth um, in the points. And guess what? They pulled out of the Pinty Series, and they had competitive drivers. Um, so God only knows there. But uh, my competitive team out of those five, I'm easily going with GTG. Um, yeah, there was a Spire thing last year with LaJoy almost winning Atlanta. Um, but I don't really know much. I don't really didn't really see much out of them other than that race to be honest with you. Wood Brothers, um Harrison Burton, I think he was just rushed way way too soon into the cup series. So I definitely don't agree. Like, she, he so, should be much improved. He should be the most improved driver of the year coming into the season. I I just don't see really anything changing with him at all this year. If he wins, it's going to be a super speedway race where everyone basically wrecked out. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of – so my pick is JTG. That Rick, Ricky Stenhouse has been a proven winner before. Obviously, he won at super speedway races. But he's had um, – he's gotten a good results at some of these other tracks. Um, I think with JTG stepping back to a one-car team, it may have helped not only the team, but maybe with uh, Stenhouse as well in terms of they can the team can benefit into this one car and into this one driver. Um, 
and improve on results and maybe go back to a two-car team, depending on what finances look like for them. But I think JTG is the spotlight out of the five. Okay. Yeah, and probably the most talented. I mean, of course, Ricky Stenhouse is, you know, he gets a lot of lift. Ricky Stenhouse, Ricky Shithouse, all kind of, uh, you know, whatever. Rick, uh, Ricky. Uh, but uh, definitely proven that he can make it to victory lane, proven that he's a force to be reckoned with at the super speedway racing. And a lot of times that, that also carries over to short track racing as well. Uh, I believe Craig has made his answer. He says, JTG, do you want to give us thoughts or we were going to go on to the next tier? I just think that house is your best pick out of there. As far as teams most likely to do stuff, Rick, where racing just, I agree with Taz. Uh, they're just spread way too thin. Uh, everybody at Rick Ware Racing is looking for a new piece to the wall to hit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, hey, what wall can we hit this week and where can we hit it differently than we hit it last time when we were here? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Rick, I think Rick Ware Racing really needs to sit back and look at their business model and why are they spreading themselves so thin that you can't perform – when you're when you're doing 15 things at one time, so I think JTG. As far as Harrison Burton, he's a big, he's more of a disappointment than I really thought he was going to be. But I agree with Taz on that too, man. I'm agreeing with Taz a lot tonight. That sucks. That um, um, are you okay, Craig? I know Florida's a little warm, but <laughs> well, listen, every day is National Hate Florida Day. Today's National Hate Florida Florida Day because y'all are cold and we're we're at 86 today for a high. But I I don't know. I agree with Taz. I think they rushed Harrison Harrison Button too fast up to the Cup Series. Uh, Plus, I mean, he's really in shitty equipment. I mean, he's in a Wood Brothers car. No. He was in a better. Brian Blaney won in that car. But Fred Flintstone could win in, in, in a car if it's prepared right. I don't think they have enough confidence in uh, Harrison Burton yet to give him an, a, a very well-prepared car. That's, that's my thought, anyway. Um, okay, so uh, that's great. Uh, let's go up to the tier two, okay? Because there's there, there's going to be some discrepancy in the way that these tier two uh, – we're down to the last eight teams. So these are the most important teams, and these are the teams that we're going to talk about through most of the season. That's the most likely in the sure enough powerhouse teams, tier one and tier two. In the tier two, we have 2311. We have SHR, uh, RCR, and Legacy MC. That's pretty much how I would keep them. Uh, I don't know if I could argue with how they are laid out in the tier. Of course, I don't know if the tier actually matters as much, being that you are in that certain tier and whether or not you can come above that. 2311, uh, they've got Tyler Reddick, y'all. Like, that guy won three races yeah. in RCR, <laughs> right? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just go there. Like, where where is 2311 – Tier one thing. Okay, so this I this might be a little controversial, but I think 
23-11, they're going to make a pretty deep run into the playoffs. Because, I mean, they have Tyler Reddick, who probably will have the, probably the best season of his career. Maybe win five or six races, and then I think Bubba Wallace could probably win two or three. Right, right. right. I agree, man. This, this team could – we could be talking – about a tier one race team by the end of the year. You know, I'm going to go with how you have this ranked as. I feel like your rankings are right on where they need to be. Uh, They're right on the borderline of tier one. They, they, they really are. So they would be at the top of my chart for a tier two. Um, Craig, your thoughts real quick on 2311. Top of the chart, tier two. Any argument to that? No, I think I think I I don't remember what Jeremy said except for he thought that twenty three eleven was going to reel off a bunch of wins. Quite a few. If they do, it's yeah. not going to be from it's not going to be from Bubba Wallace. It's going to be from Tyler Reddick. Um, yeah, you know, Bubba, Bubba might win one, but that might be to the outhouse. As far as I'm concerned, Tyler Reddick is the star of twenty three eleven. Um, and probably going into this season, the entire uh, NASCAR lineup, I think that he's going to be the one to watch this year. I want all y'all to have your top four ready before, when we come out of this tier two, the, the the guys that are here. So all those in the top four, y'all be ready to sound those off uh, really quick on how, on how y'all want them ranked. Uh, SHR, SHR. Man, they they could be knocking on the door as a tier three team. I mean, I, I'm 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 really this is my question mark team. There's a team right behind here. I think it's going to present you know very interesting questions as well. This is where most likely most likely to have a good year. Chase Briscoe just signed a big big deal. Uh, Kevin Harvick last year. Uh, Ryan Priest makes his return to Cup Racing. Uh, that kid had a really good. Good thing going uh, in Xfinity a few years ago with Joe Gibbs. Uh, he ran with JPG, his second car. Uh, and, of course, the should have already retired Mr. Bacon man, uh, Eric Amarola. SHR, sitting in that second spot of the tier two. Any agrees, any disagrees, Taz. I agree. What are we Craig. getting on? Yeah, I agree. Second, second in tier two. Yeah, because, yeah. Because RCR, I don't, like, I don't right think here. Kevin Harvick. I don't think honestly, don't think Kevin Harvick will be much of a contender this year. Oh, an unhappy Harvick. Wow, definitely no wins. Not happy, right? So, so I mean, you know what? No. SHR, I'm with Jeremy here. SHR's got a lot to prove, right? We could be looking at SHR being in the highly questionable. Uh, uh, tier three spot by the end of the season well, if they don't get their think, ish together. I think Chase Briscoe, honestly, is the future of SHR. Okay. So okay. I do. I agree with I that think, as well. The Indiana boy. Yeah, and that's that's where Tony Stewart's from. He's from Ryan Indiana. Ryan Priest. Well, yeah, and Ryan Priest. Well, I, I mean, well, Ryan Priest. Honestly, could surprise a lot of people. 
I okay, think so now you're earning really now you're tipping the scale all of a sudden that meter's coming right back up to where they are in the second spot of tier two because you believe in Ryan Priest, Kevin Harvick, proven winner, Chase Briscoe, possibly a future star. Now all of a sudden we've got three you know, liable threats here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're kind of earning their position. Taz, I know you want to get on this Ryan Priest thing. SHR, is that why you have SHR in the second spot of Tier 2? Because you believe Ryan Priest is going to set the world on fire when he makes his comeback in I, cup racing with I Stuart have, Haas Racing. I have Stuart Haas uh, number two in Tier 2. Um, I was... I was hoping to put them over 2311, but I can't go against Tyler Reddick. And without Bubba Wallace performed in the owner's championship last year for the play during the playoff time, uh, I believe he's going to be one to be talking about as well. So putting them at number two made me feel comfortable with uh, Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe. I think those two are going to be the uh, basically the two guys that will be propelling Stuart Haas back into where they were. Um, back to Harvick. I, Harvick, I would like to see him win. I just don't know how competitive he'll be swinging out of the bat for his final season. Um, being that last year, he wasn't really talk of the town until he won two races. And after those two races, he was basically backdoor. See you later. Um, mm-hmm. So, and plus, El Morola, yeah, he he was consistent all year long, but he just wasn't there. And I'm sorry, yeah. I think if SHR plays their cards right, um, once those once Harvick and El Morola are gone, and they get the right drivers to fill in those two rides, SHR could be right back to tier one without a without a shadow of a doubt. Wow. The Eric Amarola is now right here. Yeah, half the puzzle. That's the first part of last year, um, but they're yeah, toward the ending kind of physical. I want to add this, though. I think it's possible that Zane Smith could go to the four. Wow. I've heard Corey LaJoy. So that's crazy. Uh, I've heard Corey right LaJoy. Here, Zane Smith I've heard Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Phew, so, no. Please stay away. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I we I think they, I mean if if he performs <laughs> outstandingly in the truck series, I could definitely see Kevin Harvick saying to Stewart, Hey, this kid is talented, you have to get him in the four. Right. All right, so we got Legacy, M C and R C R, the final two in the tier two. R C R at three, Legacy, M C at four. It's hard to believe that these two are even capable of being next to each other. The reason why I say that is because this year, after RCR got his heart broke about his young, talented kid, Tyler Reddick, signing a, a, a deal early to go to 2311, which was supposed to be for 2024, all of a sudden we made the prediction here that he was never going to race for Richard Childress. Tyler Reddick was not going to race for Richard Childress in 2023. I don't know if we could have predicted Kyle Busch going to – uh, 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 Richard Childress racing until there toward the end of the year when we realized that Joe Gibbs was not going to budge on the contract. Um, here's RCR. They're coming off of three wins last season. Austin Dillon had a decent uh, season. Uh, and, you know, hey, this is Kyle F. M. Bush. RCR, mm-hmm. line tier two. <laughs> 
what's going on? What kind of season is RCR going to have? I think they could have a really good season, especially with Kyle Busch there. I mean, when he went, when Kyle Busch went to Joe Gibbs back in 2008, the 18 car wasn't relevant for like three, four years before that. Kyle Busch got in there and won like eight races. So I don't think that'll happen again. He probably could win five. People underestimate Austin Dillon. And it's because he's RCR's grandson. I agree. He catches but a I lot think, of flack. Even though RCR made the Dillon boys go through the entire process of school, dirt track racing, trucks, Xfinity, and they were champions before ever giving them the opportunity to run Cup. Yeah. And somehow, some way, there's a silver spoon in Austin Dillon's mouth. And he's known here as what, Taz Taylor? The rhinestone cowboy. My bad. Oh, yeah. oh don't <laughs> remind me. Don't remind oh, me. Oh, 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 the rhinestone cowboy. But anyway, Austin Dillon catches a lot of flags. We're talking about a Coca-Cola 600 winner. We're talking about a Daytona 500 Yeah, winner. he's a Daytona 500 winner. And I think he's just going to keep adding. And plus having Kyle Busch as a mentor. That's really going to help Austin Dillon out. Anybody feel like this is Kyle Busch's year to win the Daytona 500? Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Oh, definitely. I, I think, think Kyle Busch is going to win it this year. Real quick. If, if nobody knows what we referenced with the rhinestone cowboy, we'll have to reshare the video of Taz singing. It's almost <laughs> as hilarious as my rendition of Like a Virgin last Wednesday night. I think you should your... I did. I'm, oh, I'm going to say this right now. If Austin Dillon I, wins a race this year, I'm not singing Rhinestone Cowboy to start the show. I've already done that for my last <laughs> year's bet. We're not doing it again. Oh, goodness God. All right. Well, I All think right. Austin, I think, I didn't think Richard Childress, I forgot about Kyle Bush going to Richard Childress this year. Um, so I was getting ready to say that they were a low tier two, um, but I, I'm telling you, man, they could be a viable threat with Kyle Busch in that seat. So they I think not he had a driver like Kyle Busch than Dale Earnhardt. Can you agree? No. So I agree with you, and I think that he will win Daytona 500, or he's a heavy, heavy odds on odds on favorite to win it because I think Childress is going to take that silver spoon out of Dylan's mouth and he's going to put all his efforts into giving Kyle Busch exactly what he wants. And that is another championship. And to look at Joe Gibbs and say, you lying piece sack of, Ooh. you are nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I just got censored from the recliner. Uh, you are nowhere. The Christian yeah. man you spout yourself to be. Oh, wow. No way. Uh, this went off the rails. I definitely agree. <laughs> All right. But I do, I'm going to say, I think the silver spoon is going to come out of Austin Dillon's mouth, and it's going to go into Ty Gibbs. Wow, the new villain is Ty Gibbs. I, I agree with that 1,000%. I agree with Jeremy. He's my I mean, guy he basically already. wrecked his teammate to get a win when he didn't need to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, and kicked him out of the playoffs, right, Brendan Jones? Holy yeah, God. pretty much. All right. 
Taz Taylor, I mean, you got him. You got him ranked in the third spot of tier two. RCR, you selling him short? We're talking about Kyle effing Bush here. Hey, apparently you and Craig are on the same boat as me for power rankings, and I have no idea how that's even possible. Can I just put right. that out for the right. record book? Right. <laughs> it it only happened this time. Two of you to be on the same page as me. This is not Race Chat Live, folks. I swear. <laughs> Look, after two years of forming a formula to come up with who we think and where, I think we pretty much know how each other thinks. I, that's, I mean, when you run a computer simulation that way and for the last two years you followed that formula and we as a team have figured out who is where and how they are ranked, I, I believe you're, you're pretty much on track. We're within one or two of where they're supposed to be in our power rankings. Uh, Legacy MC, we'll let you start off with it, Tad. Legacy MC, I know you're a big Jimmy Johnson proponent here, but he's only racing five races. You got Noah Gregson, who's going to probably hit a learning curve, but 15 races last season, man. He he was a substitute driver for Alex Bowman when he went down, so he's got he's got some experience in this car. Eric Jones, I mean the guy I have said here many times before, he should be the hottest free agent on the market. We are talking about a guy who has the potential to be a superstar, Eric Jones. Legacy MC in that eighth spot. Come on. Yeah. Are they a tier two? I have him as a low credit. tier two, border, borderline tier two, tier three, but I put him in tier two, and here's the reason why. Eric Jones won Dar- Darlington last year with the 43 card. Outside of that yeah. win – Jones put that car um, in places the 43 car probably hasn't seen in God knows how long. Um, despite some of his finishes, they didn't show for the overall performance. Um, I believe Jones has it. It's just that he needed the not only the equipment, but he needed the right ownership backing, like the support system, I guess you could say. Um, right. And with Noah Gregg, and I think, honestly, I believe with Ty Dillon, I don't know if Ty Dillon just had the rust and it really showed, or Ty Dillon. That was horrible just, team. Or Ty Dillon just doesn't have um, the wheel drive as he used to when he was with Jermaine Racing. Um, but with Gregson last year, running with Colleague, running with uh, Beard Motorsports in the 62, um, and then running for uh, Hendrick while Bowman was out, Gregson, um, we he's got some wheel time in the Cup Series. Uh, I do believe he ran pretty well uh, with Colleague for when he was running with Colleague on his part-time schedule. Uh, so. And we saw the confidence level Gregson has last had last year with the Xfinity Series. I'm hoping that Gregson doesn't lose his confidence level because I think he's got it. And if he has it, he can be dangerous. Very true. All right. Uh, that's uh, Legacy MC. I think we're, you know, we're giving them a benefit of the doubt. Uh, yeah. Jackson, like I don't, said, I don't had, think uh, Johnson is really going to be much a, hey, look at me. I'm, I can still race. Relevant. I mean, I think he's right. like 46, 47 years old, <laughs> something like that. 
I mean, honestly, I think he he might still run like in the top twenty, but Eric Jones, I mean, I, I think it was like sixty forty years. After, I mean, he's won the Southern Five Hundred twice. 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 So the man, the man race, the lady in black. If you can win yeah, at Darlington, exactly. you can win anywhere. The track too tough to tame. Twice. Yeah, and I no think clue. Jones yeah, is a, and is a generational been, talent. Yeah, and Johnson being a mentor is going to help Jones out a lot. Mm, that's a good point, Jeremy. I like that. I like what Same with Noah Gregson. Well, I mean, Noah, Noah does. Kind he of, needs, his personality kind of reminds me of Tim Richmond in a way. Oh, he's very much a Tim Richmond. Very much. And he's going to need a Richard Petty uh, and a Jimmy Johnson to keep him guided. Similar to the way I feel like Dale Jr. single-handedly changed Noah Grayson's career last year when he was willing. Kelly come out and defended Noah for that stupid wreck that he did. And Dale Jr. was like, I'm not protecting this guy. I'm putting him on full blast. And I think that in that moment, it taught Noah Gregson a lesson, and it made him a better driver. And he's going to still need a little bit of that mentorship. But he's got two great mentors that he can follow the lead by. Jimmy Johnson, who's never created a problem in NASCAR, and Richard Petty, who we know is the king of racing. All right, guys, I hope that you've got your top four ready. We've got to make this fast. I don't really feel like there's much explaining here. I know, and I'm going to lead it off because I'm going to I'm going to point it right out. Look, I understand Penske won last year. I understand they won the championship. Hey, you know what? No telling who's going to win the championship this year because guess what? It's a fluke, right? There, there's four drivers. One of them is going to come down to having a better run. They're going to be crowned the champion. But the power rankings are more significant because it's going to tell who the best teams are. And I believe just as just as uh, Georgia won the national championship this year, next year before the rankings are even put out, who's going to be number one or number two? It's going to be Georgia and Alabama. Alabama wasn't even in the power rankings. It, it, uh, you know, at the end of the college football season, uh, in the top four or whatever. But anyway, hey, look. Hendrick Motorsports is going to hold that top spot, right? I mean, there's without a doubt. Yeah, with talented drivers, they're going to hold the top spot. The second spot, I got to give it to Penske. The third spot, I got to give it to JGR. JGR is a big question mark. They're under, they're under, not under talented. They are, you know, they they are the, uh, the you just don't know what you're going to get, right? You've got Ty Gibbs, you got Martin Truex Jr. They're both, you know, one's coming and one's going, right? Uh, and then you've got Denny Hamlin, who's in a contract year, FedEx all up in the air, and then you've got the potential of a superstar uh, breaking out in Christopher Bell. There's a possibility JGR could be in the second spot, but for now, Pitsky, being that they won the championship, Ryan Blaney didn't get any wins last year, but you got Joey Logano, you got Ryan Blaney uh, teaming up there. Um, so, look, Penske at the second spot, Hendrick at the first spot, then it's JGR, and then I'm going to finalize it with Trackhouse. Um, my big question mark is on Trackhouse. I kind of wonder if they'll even be in my top tier by the end of the season. Oh, well, I'll move to Craig. Craig. my top tier probably by the end of the year. Oh. And I don't think – Now, Jeremy? I don't honestly think – Hold on. 
any of the four, I don't think they're going to win the championship at all. Oh, wow. I None of the top think, four tiers. No, it's actually going to be Ross Chastain. I think he's going to have a breakout year, and he's going to win the championship. He had a breakout year so, last year. Right, but I think it's going to be even more of a breakout season. Wow. So you know, if you were to I mean, he was second, four. he finished second in points last year. Top so, four, starting at one through four, who is your number one power ranked team in the Cup Series? One through four. I would probably have to say Hendrick. Hendrick I mean, Hendrick is two. always going to be in the top tier. Then he probably right. would Penske, probably by the end of the year, Trackhouse. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they really improve in press twenty three eleven, I think JGR is going to drop. Wow! I mean, they're going to still they're still going to have like wins from Denny Hamlin, maybe Martin Truex Jr. But I just I Christopher Bell is probably the one that could keep them up in the top tier maybe get like three or four or five wins. But I just, with Ty Gibbs there, it's going to be, because eventually they're going to, what's going to happen is I think MTJ might retire after this year. It's possible that Denny Hamlin could return because he has a bunch of sponsors. I mean, he, he basically owns 2311, which is a JGR alliance, and I don't think they want to lose that. So it's possible that he could leave JGR but go and drive for his own equipment. But I just don't see that happening with Denny Hamlin. All right, All right let's go ahead and finish out this power ranking. Taz, your top four. I know what it is. Go ahead and tell me. My four, uh, Penske one, Hendrick two, Trackhouse three, JGR four. I can go into explanation, but we'll save that for a different day. Craig. My top four, starting at number four, JGR. Then we got Hendrick, Penske, and Trackhouse. I think Trackhouse (laughs) is, there's only one spot. Listen, man, everybody thought I was freaking crazy last year when I said about Ross Chastain. But I was the NASCAR Domus last year. You were the NASCAR Domus. You weren't the NASCAR Domus. You were the NASCAR Domus. That's for sure. I'm the NASCAR Domus this year. You're the NASCAR Domus. And we're going to play that all year long. Thank you for bringing that up, Craig Moore. Miss Lee, your top four. You might have fallen asleep. Sorry, I was on mute. I'm going. I'm going to go with Hendrick for number one. Um, Penske two, Trackhouse three, JGR four. Well, we'll see how that winds up as the season goes on. We'll get uh, that posted to the page here. Uh, very, uh, very soon. Uh, Stat of the week, we don't have one because we haven't started. I don't think anybody's given us anything. Transition to headlines is what we need to do. Black flag, checker flag. This is not going to be like black flag, checker flag of last year. I know you guys are kind of worried about time, but I promise you the way that we have this, 
uh, structure for black flag, kicker flag uh, this year. Uh, it, it's going to be the, the topics are already there. You're just going to say black flag or kicker flag if you want to uh, extend on it, then that's fine. Uh, but we're uh, we're going to make sure that we're not just pulling stuff out of the air. We're going to have something. And we're going to give the opinion. Basically, with a simple black flag, checker flag. If you want to make a small explanation, that is kind of the key here. We don't need to get in a long drawn out uh, at this part of the segment of the show. People are really wanting just to uh, uh, get it over with. Uh, black flag, checkered flag, Toyota expansion. Expansion. Black flag meaning bad. Checker flag meaning good. Toyota expanding. They're looking for other teams. Could this be Dale Jr.'s chance to finally get into cup racing, but he would have to sign the deal with the devil? Starting with Miss Lee Reed, let's bring you back in here. Black flag, checker flag, Toyota expansion. I'm going to go black flag just because I think we need to focus on bringing in another manufacturer versus Toyota taking it over, and that's it. Very good point. Taz Taylor, let's go. I think black flag 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 Toyota expansion. I say black flag because uh, Toyota's got enough as it is. And like Miss Lee, we need a fourth manufacturer. Hey, Dodge, we're still calling your name over here. Anytime you want to join us. Uh, before we get to Craig, hey, Toyota, do you remember a team called uh, Furniture Row Racing uh, and Levine Racing? Oh, yeah. Right? Where was your support yeah. for those guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's black flag. I don't think I, – I think I agree. I think they got enough teams. Jesus Christ, many times would have need medication. Um, I agree with Taz. I think they got enough. Um, they, I think we need, an, uh, we need another manufacturer. I don't even care if it's Mercedes-Benz at this point. Just get us another manufacturer. All right. All right. And, uh, Jeremy, black flag, checker flag, Toyota expansion. Um. I'm going to say black flag because they're, because they're relevant with, like, supporting teams. It's not really good. I mean, Furniture Roll, Levine Family Racing, I mean, they have 2311, so if they actually want to expand, they could go to, like, a third or fourth car. Uh, very good. Very true. Very true. Very true, Jeremy. I like it. You're always on topic here. All right. So, Black Flag going to Toyota Expansion. All right. Let's get into Dale Jr., Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, Justin Martin's Purchase Cars Tour. Starting with you, Miss Lee. Black Flag or Checker Flag? I think it's a uh, checkered flag. I think it's good for the Cars Tour. It brings more recognition to them by virtue of their names being associated with it. It's good for the series because of the money and the branding and the sponsors they can bring in. And I'm hopeful this will be a really good thing. Black flag, checker flag, Craig Moore. Dale Hart Jr., Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, Justin Marks purchased the Cars Tour. Well, I agree with Lee. I think it's a good thing because it allows – more sponsorship dollars possibly flow into NASCAR. Um, not only that, but it brings a bigger awareness to NASCAR. It gives us a bigger footprint in NASCAR. 
as long as NASCAR doesn't get their hands on it, because it seems like they get their hands on some things and they ruin it. So uh, just a minute there. I I agree exactly with what Craig is saying. As long as NASCAR doesn't touch it, it will mm-hmm. be fine. That's true. People, I agree with Craig. People too. need to realize that the Cars Tour is somewhat of a feeder series for NASCAR. So anything that raises them up will benefit NASCAR, but NASCAR needs to stay the heck away from it. We got, we have NASCAR Jesus. Everything is under control. Everything is under control. Dale Earnhardt Jr., NASCAR Jesus, will take care of this. Plus, we have a great tech guy. His name is Justin Marks. I think his daddy was the CEO of GoPro. So, hey, hey, they're in great hands. Oh, yeah, Kevin Harvick owns a marketing firm where they sign talented young drivers and go out and seek sponsorship. Wow. Definitely a checker flag from my and Jeremy. I hope we didn't take all the spots from you. I I definitely agree. I mean, you have Dale Jr. Was checker flag. The, yeah, checker flag. Like, popular driver probably in the history of the sport. And then you have Kevin Harvick, who owns the management team. I mean... And if I'm not corrected, the Cars Tour is what used to be the USR Hooters Pro Cup Series. It was the Pro Cup Series, yes. Yeah. Not the S. As a lot of people get confused, it's not the ASA Series. It's the Pro Cup Series. Yeah. But but there there has been an announcement that the ASA Series is maybe making a comeback now. So we'll have to see. Yeah, if and that's I also just a, think a way I, to get this might be a really cars. bold bold prediction. But I think ESPN actually picks up the rights, and they will associate with with Thursday Night Thunder. So you would have the SRX series on, and then you would have the Cars Tour on after the SRX series. Since COVID, live events have been the most paying out of networks. In other words, they have paid more for live events than they ever had before since COVID. So since COVID, there's been a high demand on these networks for live content. I see where Jeremy is going. I, I can kind of agree that I'm, that uh, there could be some network stuff in the works uh, for uh, this Cars Tour series. Taz, you haven't made yours yet, have you? Check your flag and black flag for the uh, Cars Tour investors. I've been in agreement with everyone, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Check your flag. Checker flag, baby. Okay, we're going to cut that very last one, guys, the 36 cars. Uh, we're going to go into SRX real quick because I know that this is a big topic. I know that you're going to have an extended assault on this, Cass uh, Taylor, as you announced as well, the drivers that have been lured into the SRX series for the full time. So SRX lures new drivers and moves to ESPN Thursday Night Thunder. Flag, flag, checker flag. We'll start with you, Miss Lee. We'll end with you, Taz. Go ahead, Miss Lee. I'm going to give it both a black flag and a checkered flag. Black flag because I don't have ESPN. So I have to upgrade my streaming service so that I can get it. So I don't know what that's going to do for the series for viewership. However, checkered flag, I I like the idea of the Thursday Night Thunder. You know, that's going to add another level of of excitement. 
as far as the driver announcements. So now we've got, what is it, four or five of the drivers running the full series are NASCAR drivers. What does that do for bringing in drivers of other series? I, I, I got a little bit of a problem with that because I want to see more drivers from other series in that right. series. Exactly. Exactly. That's one thing that we sat down last year and we, we went through the name of the people that we wanted to see in that, in that series. And not every single one of them were NASCAR drivers. So I think it's getting right. too NASCAR-ish. I think that exactly. that's maybe, and, and I know where Craig's going to go. We got to, we got to hurry up. Uh, Craig, I know you've called this a senior racing tour. Come on, black flag, checker oh. flag. Bold move. They're taking it off the weekend. They're putting it on a weeknight. They're bringing back Thursday Night Thunder. They've lured in quite a few big-name drivers. Black flag, checker flag, well, SRX. Checker flag, checker flag for moving it off of Saturday night. Bad move to keep bringing in all these old, these old son of a mm, – because nobody cares. Bring us in drivers that aren't going to the nursing home. Bring us dri- young drivers. Bring us young yeah, blood. Get them out of the rocking chair. Get them out of the rocking chair. Get them out of the rocking chair. Put them, in the, put them back in the nursing home in the corner. Feed them with a slingshot. Bring me drivers that freaking matter. Bring me drivers that are going to bring me more money to the, to the series and more emphasis on their chosen motorsports career. Wow, and I know I just kicked off Taz and pissed in his Cheerios. It's okay. okay. Taz is going to be, he's going to have the floor last. We're going to go to Jeremy next. Jeremy, black flag, checker flag, uh, um, uh, SRX, Thursday Night Thunder, luring out car drivers. So the stupid thing I'm which actually going to, I'm going to say, well, black flag for all the amount of NASCAR drivers that's in it, and checkered flag for, I mean, one thing I loved as a child was watching, like, Thursday Night Thunder with the USAC and all that other stuff. Right. I kind of like that they're bringing that back. But I don't, and I so badly want to see Jeremy Mayfield's race in that series. <laughs> but that's another one though on Craig's point. You know, I mean he's not too far from the rocking chair. So they're gonna eliminate get on the rocking chair. Let's I get think some more like, Ernie Elliott's, right? Well yeah, Ernie I mean, Francis, Jeremy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean ever since he left NASCAR, Mayfield actually has had a really great dirt career, actually. I mean, he's been racing in dirt. I mean, it would be cool to actually see Jeremy Mayfield race again. I just don't know if it'll actually happen. Right. I but still think we're know. missing the Robbie Gordons, the Travis Pastranas, uh, rest in peace, Ken Block. Uh, he was one of the names that we had uh, to be on here. I would like to see Ricky Carmichael. A lot of folks, you know, I mean, that guy was amazing. Yeah. And he had a short career. Yeah. Another one, and that's, he's actually a, a very successful 
like superbike racer, Jeremy McGrath. Oh, of course, McGrath. Yeah, you're from my time. Yes, sir. All right, Jeremy, you must be around 40. I'm actually 31. <laughs> wow. Wow. The young man. Hey, Taz. There you go. You guys are a young guy here. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, that's our black flag. Oh, no, 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 Taz. You thought I was going to shut the door on you. Taz Taylor, I know you're jumping. You're, you're biting at the bit. You're ready for this one. First of all, there's been an announcement today of several drivers that are going to be racing full-time. This is the Taz Taylor series, the SRX series outside of the, uh, the big block modified, the, uh, super short track, super series. Uh, this is Taz Taylor's favorite subject to talk about SRX black flag, checkered flag. I see nothing but checkered flags. I see double checkered flags. Taz Taylor, tell me what you got. I see this as checkered flags and, Double checker. I know. I know. Craig. I know. Craig has his opinions about it, which I respect. But I'm going to make a counter on this one. Yes, we are seeing a little bit on the older side of drivers, but this year, in comparison to years prior, we are seeing more current big name stars than we have seen in the last two years. And the reason why I say that is because we're now seeing the Kyle Busch come in we're seeing kevin harvick we're seeing um yeah we're getting the guys of the past like ryan newman and bobby labani um to name a couple but you got a future star Haley deegan who's going full time this year now um she's a young driver trying to make a career for herself and run with these guys but how is she going to better herself by running in not only running in trucks but this could better herself because now she's running with current cup stars. Like I said, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, to name a couple. Yes, they're on the older side, but they're still big-name stars today. They're finally bringing out the superstar part of this deal. Right, 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 right. I agree. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Rockefeller, right? Where's, uh, you know, where's the Chili Bowl winner at, you know? Where's Eldora's World 100 winner? We need we need certain we need certain qualifications to bid them for an SRX ride. I think that that would be relevant. If you win the World 100, you get an automatic bid. If you win the Gateway, or you know, just pick a dirt track and pick a motocross track and pick you know, if you win the championship in motocross, we want to see what you can do in a stock car, right? What we want to do is we want to go out here and we want to pick from these other style of racing, we want to see if you can drive a freaking stock car, right? Isn't that the idea behind SRX was to put people in stock cars and find out what they were capable of? Instead, we went out there and grabbed Paul Tracy and Michael Walter because we were going to make some fun cautions or so whatever it was that Alan Vestry <laughs> damn near killed me on. Uh, here's another quarter in the jar. Fun, fun cautions or something like that. I have no freaking idea. When it all comes down to it, we want to see racing. We want to see the best of the best racing. And we want to see what these guys can do in a stock car. Haley Castroneves, we wanted to see what he could do in a stock car. Andretti, we wanted to see what he could do in a stock car. So that's the idea of the SRX series. It's good to see these other guys. But, man, we could do without the Bobby Labonis and the Ron Newman. Seriously. Throw those guys out the window. Bring back a Doug Toby or a, a Bubba Pollard. 
put a put a Tyler Carpenter in one of these damn cars, right? Uh, put the 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 the, uh, the kid from uh, from motocross. Who's who's the most popular guy in motocross right now? Nobody knows. Put him in there, right? Okay. Find an American from the Formula One. Put him in in there, right? Okay. You know, let's 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 make the SRX series what we know it's capable of. Year number what three? Is this year three? Year two? Year three. Year three. Year three. Coming into year three for the SRX series. Sugar flag all but the way around. I'm, I love it. Need, I think it's a great little long, series. As long as they keep the local driver for each track, um, like they have done the last two years, I'm okay with it. The only downside I had last year with the local driver was they used uh, Dave Blaney and Ken Trader. I get they're the track owners, so they consider them as local drivers, but I'm sorry. You took a local driver, no-name local driver, uh, out of the picture and try to make a name for themselves. Please, I mean, I'm all for running, of them running a big race like Stafford with the Spring Sizzler, winner of the Sizzler gets the SRX ride. We that I was okay with, but let's not take a big name like Ken Schrader or Dave Blaney and take away from a local guy. Get, learn from Kenny Wallace here, folks. Kenny right. Wallace purposely. Good. Kenny Wallace purposely did not reject purposely reject an SRX offer at I-55 last year because he wanted it to be focused on the local guys, not him. Give him a stiff arm with just two minutes to go. Look, guys, we want to thank you for being a part of this show. Jeremy, we want to thank you for being a part. We're going to bring you back. Uh, we're glad having you. We want to hear more about Lightning Racing. We want to hear more about your podcast. We want to, we want to, uh, you know, extend an invitation. Anytime you want to come onto the show, give us a holler. Like, we'll, start, we'll find a way to get you in here. Okay. Turn 4 News is a preview of what happens next. Guys, we don't have much to say other than it's almost a sellout for the NASCAR yeah, class. Thanks for having me. They're going to the L.A. Coliseum. Really fun, eh? Well, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Uh, generally, this will be Turn 4 News, preview of what happens next NASCAR Clash, Daytona Speed Week. Uh, we ran out of time this week. We'll have a lot to talk about next week when we come back about what happened at the Clash. We're looking for a big sellout. They said 75% of the tickets sold time viewers of a NASCAR race at the L.A. Coliseum. That's exactly yeah. what we wanted when we put a race in the middle of L.A. We wanted people that were not already a part of the sport to be a part of it. And that's exactly yeah. what this race is going to do. I, I don't um, know. I kind of, if the, like the Chicago street course does really well, they actually should like do a double header with Indy and race on the streets of Long Beach. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that. Guys, we are running out of time. We want to keep that time segment. We did so well last year. Uh, we've still got Daytona Speed Weeks. We've still got some picks to come out. Uh, if I were to pick anybody to win this week, I think I would pick Kyle Larson. I don't know. Uh, who would you pick, Cass? Who do you pick to win? Uh, going out on a limb, Kyle Bush. All right. Jeremy, who do you pick to win? Um, I'm actually going to say Ryan Blaney. Blaney, hey, no wins last year. That's the way to kick off this uh, 2023 race here. Miss Lee Reed, who's going to win? 
I'm going with my boy Larson. Kyle Larson. All right. Craig Moore, are you still awake? Yeah, I'm still awake. I had my phone on mute. I had my phone on mute. Uh, my pick to win is Chastain. Alrighty. Guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Race Chat Live. You can find us on podcast. Of course, we're going to throw that over to Taz Taylor. Uh, once again, Jeremy, thank you for being a part. Go check out Lightning Racing. Go check out their podcast. Uh, Taz yeah, thank Taylor, you for let's having close me out. On. You're very welcome, sir. We look forward to having you back again. Taz Taylor, let's close it out, buddy. Miss Lee Reed, Craig Moore, love you guys. Thank you very much. Taz, send her, send her to the house. All right. Back again with Race Chat Live. Thank you so much for listening along to Race Chat Live Tuesday night. Tune in next week as always. But hey, if you ever miss a show live show, you can always catch us on podpage.com or on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSS Feed, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. GeoSaving, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Podchaser, Podchaser, and on YouTube. Thank you to our sponsors, Phoenix Fitness, Bears Bullish Market Talk Group, and Carolina Sports Plus for making the 110 Nation roll and making Race Chat Lives uh, do what we do best. Thank you. Good, good night, guys. We'll see you at the same bat time, same bat place next Tuesday, Race Chat Live. We'll talk about the clash in Daytona, baby. Let's roll. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Just a good old boy. Never mean it no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Raising the curve, landing the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way, the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Just a good old boy. Change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood. Thank you. This is the smell of a warm three day old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.